Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, The cracks grow wider, and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror, and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds, and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds, and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds and know it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. Jareth does actually come down for food, but his eyes are very red. Yeah. And he's not meeting anybody's eyes. Yeah. So. I don't think we, like, go out of our way specifically to, like, you know, pay. We're not trying to draw attention to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he comes near us or something like that, or we go near him, I think I, at least I, I just, like, find a reason to just touch him or mm-hmm. just stroke his hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to give him some contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything else to do today other than make my family food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, after we're done eating, this is going to take a while. I've got a bunch of, like, supplies and stuff. Mm. This might take quite some time. Alright. We'll be around. Once I have stouted sales, I should not be interrupted, but I will be alright. Alright. What are you going to do again? I'm going to consecrate the clown. Oh. Unless you don't want me to. Oh, no, no, it's not that. Alright. Okay, so I go outside, I go to like the middle area where there's a fire, there's a fire pit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or remnants of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I start casting aloe. Okay. So. Which is going to be interesting, being it. It's one of the first things that aloe does is get rid of Faye. It's <laughs> like, okay, bye, we're out of here now. <laughs> get kicked out of my own spell. So, you go about the spell, taking your time. As a part of the incantation, you light some incense and then begin to walk the area that is to be consecrated. Mm -hmm. You start walking out to the edge of it and walk around it in a circle slowly. And when that stick 
burns out, you light another one and continue. About halfway through the ritual, you come back to the center and spend the rest of the time gathering in positive energy to imbue the ground. Do you come out to watch at any point, Talia? I think I do before I put the kids to bed, I I go and and check on her. Uh And then realizing that she needs a specific thing to do. Like, I can't interrupt her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since I had time to rest, I think I'm going to shift again. Mm -hmm. Since I'm one big wobbly mess of emotion. Mm -hmm. And uh, home, in a sense. I'm going to try that communing thing again. Okay. You shift, and do you just sit, or do you run, or move? I move. I think I start going around the perimeter of the the Pax territory, mm-hmm. so I don't want to go too far away from the door and Celine, just mm-hmm. in case. But I think I start like thinking about old forest trails that I used to run around in. Mm-hmm. You know where you would pick some of our wild berries, just kind of doing a nostalgia trip home, I suppose. But I'm not necessarily running. Mm-hmm. Pull me a wisdom check. Seems just whispers to us. Nope. Never mind. You just spend time wandering around the pack territory. And there's definitely something. I mean, you you definitely feel that sense of connection with the nature around you. Traveling familiar trails. And even though it's been some time, you remember exactly where to step. Exactly where the trails lead. Mm -hmm. You feel something. But you're not sure if it's that connection you had felt before or if it's just the feeling of nostalgia for this area. But it still it still feels nice. Okay. The hours go on. At some point, Adrian and Jarrah came out and like sat and watched for a little while without doing anything, but then went back inside. Mm-hmm. It's just mom doing her weird stuff. Yeah. And Celine, mm-hmm. as you approach the end of the ritual... There's this extra, there's something extra happening. That feeling in your chest, that cold feeling Uh returns and first it starts cold, then it starts becoming warm and then hot. And there's this light that starts to emit from right inside your chest. Like actual light, not just... Yeah. Oh, and it actually coalesces into a small ball of light out in front of you. And like it just in front of me? Yeah. Can I touch it? Mm-hmm. It feels warm. Gentle sunlight. Can I try to grasp at it? It's it's weird. It gives a little under your fingertips. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you're holding like a sponge that's like glowing warm with sunlight. Uh-huh. And as part of the last bits of the incantation, there's a motion to bring the energy from the spell you had collected and push it into the ground. Mm -hmm. And as you take the warm light energy and then complete the ritual by taking the gathered positive energy that's all around and shoving it into the ground along with the warm ball of light Mm -hmm. and as you do there's this moment of just absolute silence 
And then hopping up around are sudden flowers. It's blooming up from the ground, starting right around you. Flowers of, flowers of all types start popping up from the ground. Vines start growing up rapidly, some of them wrapping around the burned buildings. Talia's old house becomes consumed in a giant marigold bush. And then off in the distance, towards where the graves were, you hear this slight rumbling that goes on for a couple seconds and then stops. Like As soon as the spell goes off, Celine, for you, mm-hmm. there's a sudden feeling and you lose your sense of balance for a moment, swoon off your feet as you feel almost as if a door suddenly closes in your mind. Like how dizzy? Like... Like fall over dizzy? Yeah, yeah, like fall over dizzy. Okay, yeah. I oh, as soon as that happens, <clears throat> I run over. Are you alright? Uh, I, I think so. Just a moment of vertigo. Can you stand? I, th- I think so. I try to stand up and look over at the flowers. What did you do? I made this place holy ground. See, bodies that are resting here will not be disturbed. Thanks. Of course. Wanted to do something to one L. This place. Thanks. Then I'm thinking about that light that I pulled out of my chest. I kind of feel where I was. It's nothing else. It's no, it, it feels normal. Strange. What's strange? I shake my head. Just, I'm not even sure. It's a. Uh... Do I just, do I suffer any points of exhaustion from this, from not sleeping? I'd say you're very tired, but I'm not gonna say you have, suffer a full point of exhaustion. Right. Okay. A few nights ago, I, I had a dream, not of, not of the the Moonlight King, but it was of my my own, my own home, the Canfounds. Oh. And uh, the Undertaker was there. He gave me something. He gave you something? Yes. Was it the feather? <laughs> no. Well, he did. I assume I <laughs> he gave me that, but not in the dream. Oh, okay. No, it was, um... It was a key made of obsidian. A key? To what? I don't know. Something. But he put it kind of press where I remember it was. And I have been trying to feel if I could feel anything, if it was something actually there, or just some weird dream I had, which, you know. Right. Well, to be fair, well, apparently we're always having weird dreams, so. Yeah. While I was casting, casting this spell, I was, I felt it firm, and I pulled it out, and I could feel feel it. I'm, I'm sort of trying to remember since I was sort of in an half kind of an half trance while I was performing this spell. And just now I felt something in my mind close. Hmm. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, me neither. Well, whatever it is, you should probably get some sleep. <sighs> yeah. Come on. 
Okay. I take her back upstairs. So as soon as you cross the threshold back into the house, uh-huh. that same door you had felt closed in your mind suddenly swings back open. And again, there's like this feeling of dizziness. You don't fall over, but... Sway a little? Yeah, you, you sway a little bit. Oh, are you okay? I think so. Oh, so that's the... the Faye can't enter thing. Oh. I'm guessing. I'm sure I'm just tired. Let's get you upstairs. Yes. Do you pass out? Probably. Like, uh, no, I'm fine. I really should just try to... I'm guessing. Yeah, Probably. pretty much, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try running again. Okay. This time I'm actually running, though. Okay. Make me another wisdom check. An 11. 11. Slightly better. 13. 13? Okay. Shifting and running again through an area that seems very familiar. Back, like, these were the woods where you learned how to shift and control it. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a sense of primal connection, which comes from nostalgia mm-hmm. of just being in a very familiar area. An area that has a lot of significance. You come out to a point that's a hill mm-hmm. that like comes up in a bit of a cliff that breaks away from the tree line and you get a clear view of open sky and the moon mm-hmm. and you stop there looking out at it somewhere way off in the distance a wolf howls a howl back a couple other howls join the night know what I'm looking for. I really don't know what I'm doing. Looks like you're howling at the moon to me. It's a voice you recognize. Yes, <laughs> Where is he? Uh, he's is it behind me. He, he, he yeah, yeah, from behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around and look at him. He's just leaning up against a tree. Always behind me. It's it's really just the best spot. I mean, if I just magically appeared in front of you, I think that would freak you out more. Okay, fair enough. Oh, at least I'm not a blubbering mess. You mean like earlier? You around for that? In a manner of speaking. <laughs> I look down at my holy symbol. You little tattletale. <laughs> I'm a god, Talia. I stuck on this plane as I am. I still have a significant amount of awareness of what's going on around me. All right. Did you need something? To say hello. It's been a little while since we talked. Yeah, I think the last time we talked is when we got Adrian. And then we got... Accused of murder. That was fun. Mm. But it a uh, good outcome, I guess. It's over. That part of it is over. Well, I still have to track down Brown, but everybody knows what he is now. Yes. I suppose they do. 
So why are you really here? I mean, I know we're just amazing conversationalists, but... I had actually been over to the west for a little while and was making my way back east. I really did just happen to be in the area. Well, thanks for stopping by. Talia, might I ask, what? He looks out towards the cliff and the moon. You go on these runs often. What are you looking for? Connection. Something. I don't know. I mean, I know Celine has this relationship with the Undertaker, which I don't even begin to understand. I feel so lost, John. And I've been feeling that way ever since I ran into the woods. And knowing now, knowing the burden I carried is over, it's gotten so much worse. And I thought maybe it'll be fine. I mean, we're DMP, that's, that's a purpose at least. But that got disbanded and I'm I know how to kill people. That's what I do. I guess I just wanted it to be something more than that. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you say you want to make it more than just killing people. I liked protecting people. He smiles and nods. That is more than just killing. He kind of looks back towards the direction of where the house is set up. You've provided a home to two children who would not do well in this world without guidance. One of them would not even be on this plane if it were not for the two of you. You have protected towns, saved children, all of whom you had no personal connection with. That's more than just killing. In fact, I would argue, the killing becomes little more than a footnote. If you are looking for a way to make sense of it, I would not deign to tell you what you should do in your worship, but I would caution in losing yourself to the influence of the wolf. The wolf has many fine traits, strong in purpose, strong in resolve, but his purpose is often quite simple, and the cruelties of the wild often lack nuance. I do not say he is not a figure worthy of your reverence. I merely say wildness and unrestraint 
are best in moderation. And it is why I strive to protect both civilization and nature from each other. Which lately seems like a losing battle. The world is getting far less wild. Indeed it is. And so, a return to that wildness seems appealing. And indeed, in some cases it is. Not many of my followers speak of this, but there have been times where I have teamed up with the wolf. Oh? Oh, not directly, as I have said. I have not seen actually much of the other gods, but there have been times where the wolf and mine interests have aligned and we put our, he kind of rolls his eyes at the word, forces into motion in the same direction. She like, at his eye roll. <laughs> My overall point is, Talia, you are not going to find the answer in some abstract ideal of the wild. I understand that that's not exactly what you want to hear. Uh, particularly now. I'm open to suggestions, though, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Holy symbol. Oh, yeah. Three deities. <laughs> Come on, you're a god. Give me some guidance or something. Actually, let me mm. retract that. You're a friend. Give me some advice. And you're a god, so any guidance you can give me is great, too. <laughs> you have a wonderful family. I know. If you're looking for purpose or answers, look to them. Is this a metaphor or is this literal? I'm a god. It's both. Charlie, <sighs> man. Alright. But... At the same time, I do not say give up your admiration for the wolf. There are times where wild simplicity is appropriate. Alright. Did Celine tell you she saw the Undertaker? I don't believe she did. He showed up in Crankshaft. Her jaw went to the floor. Mine would too. I, um, actually have seen him recently. Mm -hmm. Again, much in the same way I saw the dragon. Ah. Yeah, he gave her a feather. Not then, but recently. Huh. And a key, apparently. At the feather, he looked... Oh, that's... That's nice of him. That's, that, that's nice. Key. His eyes go wide, but his mouth tightens a bit. So what's that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Um, what did the key look like? Uh, she said it was obsidian. Hmm. He gave that to her recently. I have no idea. She said she had a dream about back when she saw him back at the can farms when she was little. I described to him what she told me. I need to go and find something. 
Okay. Not gonna mm. tell me. I later. I I need to make sure of something. And there is a sudden bright flash of light as you see these golden angelic wings come out from behind him and he just shoots up into the sky and is gone. When you get back I have something for you. Like physically hand you something. What? The bow. Right. Gods. Gods. (laughs) Okay then. Oh, she is so confused and frustrated. Guess about is it effect on people. Okay, so that's a square one. Alright, I head back in the house. On your way back, taking a more direct path than the one you had come up here. Uh-huh. It takes you back past close to the graves, not exactly passing through it. I am looking at all the flowers on them. Like, yeah. Jeez. I could have saved some money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but as you Excuse like me, sort of places. look over towards the graveyard, there's something different about it. Yes. It's kind of hard to tell in the dark, but there's like lumpy shapes. Oh, I go over to them. Erected at every grave is a stone. From the dirt around it, it looks like it just churned up from the earth. Some are like the size of just a small dog. Some are as big as a couple pillows stacked. Mm -hmm. The largest is at the one where your father and mother were buried. And on every single one is the names of who is buried. I think she would start crying. <laughs> and like, even the names were, you weren't sure, like... Who they were. Who they were. All their names are there. All their names are there. She probably takes some time to, like, read each one and remember something about them before she finally goes back in the house. Just cries. <laughs> so I eventually get some sleep. Mm-hmm. You guys have an uninterrupted, quiet night's sleep. Oh, thank God. I'm like passed out, like yeah, not no. even sleeping, just unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I go to sleep and just cry for a while before I finally get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Wake up, go outside and look around. Is he back yet? <laughs> Does the bird come back? bird was not that far away. The bird was uh, not that far away. It is back. I knew she sent it out, but I didn't know by who. So so it comes to you and lands. And Al's voice comes out of it. All it says is, Tell Jareth I'm sorry. Do you have a rewind button? After delivering the message, it goes back to inanimate. That's so rude. How early is it? Did I wake up my early? Yeah, I'd say you woke up your normal time. I'm sleeping the fucking 
I will let her sleep in. She mm-hmm. casts a spell all day. And all night. And all night. So, and then to the next day. 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You literally mm-hmm. spent 24 hours doing something. Mm-hmm. So, um, like intense. Like, yep. yeah. I'm going to make waffles. Ooh. Waffles or pancakes with pockets. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Fey Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, and you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We'll also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public does. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esbrar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.